This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. Today we are drinking a very special edition, and I feel like I say that half the time we uh, do the podcast, but we are drinking a very special edition of Wild Turkey, and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, But before we do that, I wanted to say uh, just some ways that you can support us as a podcast. Uh, One is hitting us up on Instagram. Uh, or hitting us up on patreon.com slash chillfiltered. One of the two, one, one encourages us in a monetary way where we can take care of bottle purchases. And really, at this point, we're just giving back to the people that uh, support us. Uh, and it can take care of a few expenses otherwise. Um, yeah, and then if you hit us up on Instagram, you support our hearts. That's deep. Um, so yeah, that's what we got. Those are some great ways to support us. Consider following us on Instagram and just, just, uh, reaching out, interacting with us. We're so grateful for that. Uh, otherwise that's all the business I got. Robbie, how's your week going? Oh man, it has been a week, Cole. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like last night at 11 o'clock, I like my eyes were just about closed and it dawned on me. I did not post a what whiskey, which whiskey would you choose? (laughs) Or what whiskey would you choose? Ah, I always mess that up. And I was like, forget about it. It's 11. We'll just do it tomorrow. Like totally all day yesterday. Like it's been one of those weeks where it's been so busy. You forget what day it is kind of a thing. So yeah, uh, it's been a good week though. Like we've been like just, I feel feel like I got into a rhythm with where we were at with distance learning. And then next week it kind of changes everything. So we had to like redo kind of stuff. So I'm like, had a rhythm. Now I'm back off rhythm. So that's kind of been a bummer. but. Uh, it's been a crazy week. So um, tonight, as we speak, the twins are in big girl beds um, for the first oh. time ever. Yeah. So a little nervous. I'm like, Chelsea, I'm sorry. I got to record. She's keeping an eye on them. We got the cameras up. And uh, yeah. it's so funny because like I told him at nap. I was like, nap, after nap time, we're setting your big girl beds up. This is your last time in your crib. As soon as they woke up, they're like, time for my big girl bed. And, like I had to like start putting them together and stuff. And, so they're excited for it. So hopefully it goes well. But uh so that's a little nerve wracking and, um, let's see what they're else. almost two, right? No, they're almost three. They'll be three in June. Oh my goodness. I'm, that's so crazy to yeah. think about. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's wow. nutty, but it's like, it's, I don't know. Like it's weird how quickly, like I'm finally to the point where I'm like past the PTSD of having newborn yeah. twins where it was like sleep deprived and stuff. Like now I'm like more nostalgic oh, yeah. than I like fearful. Like it was awful. I hate it. I, my wife's amazing. I was <laughs> awful for the first year. Like I, I don't do sleep deprivation well at all. Um, yeah. And like I was horrible. So, um, but now I'm like kind of forgetting. I'm like, oh, I missed that. So anyway, but they're getting to be big girls. So big girl beds right now as we speak. And um, yeah. So and leaves are on the trees now. Like I think that's one thing I'm kind of oh, like nice. taking for granted. Like usually when I'm at school. Or like working in like a typical year, I'm like, it's spring. Like I, that gets me excited. Like there's leaves on the trees and like, you know, I'll take my class outside and we'll read outside instead of in the class. It's so like, I'm kind of taking spring for granted right now, I think in that sense. But like, it's nice to have mm. leaves on the trees and stuff like that. So I don't know. Life's good right now. It's it's different, but it's good. Um, Yeah. I got a lot of projects done this week on the house. We painted all of our nice. common areas. We just have bedrooms right now to do and um, moving rock to get like a patio down. Bought my, bought a new smoker grill, new pellet grill for myself today. That should be did here next you? week. I did. Yeah. I'm super excited about what that. What brand? I'm curious. Um, was it? Camp Chef. So Camp Chef. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I got a buddy. Uh, actually, the, we'll get more into Aaron Bostrom later, but Aaron Bostrom is my good friend. He's the one that... uh gave us the, uh, the wild turkey we're drinking tonight, but he is like nice. the dude he can smoke some meats. And so like, I was kind of talking to him and I was like, you know, I don't want to break, I can't break the bank. I don't want to break the bank, but like, what's a decent brand. So he's, he's had a couple of friends and went with camp chef and, uh, nice. did some research. It's really good. It seems like a good product. 
it was funny because I had like my eye on two or three. And so like I emailed all of their customer service things and I was like, whoever responds first, that's the one I'm going to go with. And it was these guys too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, if something does go wrong, I want to know someone's going to respond. So anyway, I got the new smoker. Super excited about that. And uh, yeah, so it's been a good week, busy week, but it's been a good week, man. How's your week been going? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy week, actually. Um, it So I woke up uh, Monday morning. This week, and we're recording on a Thursday, as per usual. But <laughs> on Monday, I wake up. Normally, I wake up around five o'clock. Um, you know, get get to just. I, I like to read. I like to just spend some time in quiet in the morning. And um, and then I usually start work around six thirty. And so I pop in. You know, and I'm working from home. Of course, now is the coronavirus. Stay at home. All that. And. I pop up my computer and I like click on the VPN uh, to to get onto our network. And without that, I can't really do anything work wise. Yeah. Um, and so the VPN doesn't work. <laughs> and I realized I was fired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, it it's just like, and I called the, I called my boss, or I texted my boss. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm not able to get on. I'm just gonna try a few things, and so I, I have a history, not a history. That's a weird way of putting it. I've worked in <laughs> IT before, so I was able to troubleshoot a few things. And um, on yeah, Monday morning, I could not get on. I even drove to the office, which is closed. You cannot enter the office. Yeah. But I chilled in the parking lot and connected to the network through the Wi-Fi. And just checked a few things, made sure I was troubleshooting the right things. Anyway, I spend the whole day with IT, figuring it out, like trying to narrow it down. And then I, we couldn't figure it out by Monday. So I, Tuesday, we do the same thing. I talk to IT all day. And then finally, I'm like, hey, listen, IT person, you were the fifth person I've talked to concerning this issue. Can we escalate this? And she's like, oh boy. Uh, Wait a so minute. When you we escalated, escalated to like, did you go yeah. to like street oh. fight and coal escalation? Oh, it'll escalate quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but so they say they're they're sending it to like the side company who takes care of like hardware stuff, and they said, you know what, we're just gonna send you a new computer. Uh, my boss stepped in and like made sure that was happening. And so Wednesday, I'm just waiting for the new computer to be like brought. I thought it was going to be brought to my house. Um, and I come to find out that it was going to be shipped. So I'm like, okay, I guess it'll be shipped. I'll keep an eye out for FedEx all day. And then nothing came. And so Thursday comes around. I haven't spent 15 minutes of work since Monday, since Friday, theoretically. <laughs> and and luckily my boss is so good like he's just like it's not your fault like no one's gonna dock you anything like this is not gonna be pto for you this isn't gonna be performance related anything for you like this is just you're just waiting and you're doing the right thing you've you've talked to the right people uh so i that like calmed my heart because i'm thinking like ah, i'm gonna die like um i'm not working but i should be working you know that feeling of like yeah. i really should be working right now um and so Thursday comes around and I'm waiting. Uh, I'm uh, hoping it's an overnight FedEx that I can kind of pick it up in the morning and come to find out it was probably going to be shipped to the office and then come to find out that wasn't true. And then I come to find out just about one or two o'clock and I normally sign off at three, um, but uh, one or two o'clock, we come to find out it hasn't even been shipped yet. And we don't even know if it'll be shipped tonight. <laughs> so I've been out of work for four days straight and i'm getting paid luckily um but it's just been such a crazy week so that's that's my week for you so has it been a lot of like jewelry making and oh yeah pepper tending Uh, random projects heather being like cole leave me alone you're annoying me i'm trying to work how do you know all this No, it's, I mean, that's exactly what it's been. I've been working on like cooking projects and looking at my peppers and making sure they're doing all right. And so then, cooking um, wise, you, like, are you baking or cooking? I mean, what are you doing cooking wise? Um, I'm doing more baking. Like I did uh naan today, you know, naan, like the Indian type yeah. bread. Yeah. Yeah. I made some of that. I have a sourdough starter that I started a few weeks ago. So I've been working with that. Um, <laughs> what else have I been doing? I made cookies. Um, 
and just that kind of stuff, like just like silly little just, things and just just throw your apron on, start baking kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then weird? I mean, I've been cranking it out in the jewelry studio too. So. Nice. Do you have any paper towels in there? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Oh. One day I'll get them. But you got. A, <laughs> but do you have an empty paper towel holder? I do. That's there for sure. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys look on, on Cole's, uh, was it CS Ball? C C C Ball Jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. He posts pictures of his bench, and there's never there's always an empty paper towel holder, which I like to yeah. comment on. But. uh Anyway. It's funny that came with the garage, so I just ran out of the the paper towels that were on it and never replaced it. So maybe if we got a few paper towel, you used I'll just you used paper towels from the previous owners. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's kind of weird. It is. That is, but it seemed rolled up enough. Did they leave toilet paper too on the roll by the toilet, and you use that? Oh, that's a good question. Because would I use it if there were? I would not. I would have. You wouldn't. No. You'd think it was sabotage? I wouldn't. Well, I don't know, man. It's just poop particles and like, I don't know. Like That's true. You move into a new the house. like poop. So what do you think of like a public restroom then? Oh. Well, I avoid pooping in a public restroom <laughs> whenever uh, possible unless it's an emergency. But uh, just in case you need a spare that's a good square. Point. Or yeah. the, dang it. <laughs> No, that's a good Swear point, though. Swear to spare. I think it's, I don't know. Because a public restroom, you kind of know what you're in for. But when it's like yeah. you move into a house, it's like, eh, that's you someone else's stuff. You just replace it. Not these days. I don't know. Yeah, not these days. It's yeah. hard to find. Yeah, I yeah. know. But um, I am also thinking about getting a smoker, and I'm kind of narrowing it down brand-wise right now, now just you, looking at all the reviews and stuff. And, the, and one of the big things I considered was also warranty slash um, customer support. Mm-hmm. So it's going to sound weird, but uh, Cuisinart has a pellet-fed smoker, and that one's it. Calling my name price range wise, calling my name uh, customer service wise, and calling my name like just reviews wise. Okay, but I'm going to check yours out. So Maybe we can. I will say, yeah, check them out. They have a good range of prices and things like that, like for whatever you, you know, wherever you're at. But they also yeah. have like these super versatile, like interchangeable parts where you can be like like there's a Ooh, yeah a, modular a fl- uh like this uh oh gosh I mean, like a griddle skillet kind of thing that goes inside that you can put propane gotcha. on so you can like kind of do uh, like boil it like fry things things and there's like a pizza oven you can put on top of it like searing whoa so it's it's pretty versatile and like yeah so anyway check it out I don't know. I was sold. Okay. By and then just emailed their like customer service. It's, I was like, oh, got back right away. That's key. I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, hey, was, do yeah, you? I, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Did this come about? Oh wait, from response of a stimulus check. Um. No. So we've never had our own. Like I've never owned my own brand new grill. Um. Yeah. And so it was like we were in. We were gonna do that anyway, and then we got the stimulus checks, and then yeah. Uh, so we're putting like our, we're paying our daycare anyway, just because they're awesome. So that's kind of where the stimulus checks yeah. went. But like it was also like, well, we got a little extra. So and yeah, yeah. So hey, that's where we're going. No, it's a father's my, slash my, Father's Day gift. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. my my uh, stimulus check is. It's funny. I was like, I'm just gonna get a gun. <laughs> and uh, and I thought that right when I like even, like weeks before I got the stimulus check, I'm like, this is gonna go down, and I'm gonna get a gun. And I had the gun in mind and everything. And then I get the money, and Heather and I decided like we can stimulate the economy on our own, uh, each individually. So we split it down the middle and just kind of go with whatever you want. Um, and then I just was like, I couldn't pull the trigger. I guess so. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh, but it was totally intended. But um, <laughs> it is. It was like big, and then I'm like, you know what? Maybe what first thing I'll do. I I bought a new phone. It was really on sale, so I was like, I'll just get a new phone. Uh, but then I'm like, what do I do with the rest? So I've actually ha- haven't spent the rest in like over a week, and I'm not even a cent of it really. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's a big decision. Like, but I think I'm gonna go with a smoker, and I'm gonna check yours out now. Um, that I have that recommendation. So, well, I will but say, yeah, like. Uh-huh. It's just nice to have 
like a smoker. Like I have like a little yeah smoker already, but it's kind of on the way out. And like the last thing yeah. when you guys visited last summer, like it just turned yeah. off randomly. I'm like, crap. Well, I guess we're gonna. Oh, I forgot have about super that. rare meat. So yeah, so. It's just yeah, you put it on like the whole. It's like the whole ritual, you know. You like you get your meat ready, yeah. you get your rubs on, you get the get it fired up, and you kind of it's an all day process, and have a couple oh, bourbons, yeah. and yeah, it's good. So that's a good family purchase right there. So on a side note, it's getting very hot in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- today it almost touched a hundred. Oh boy! And tomorrow it's supposed to be like. 101 and then by saturday or sunday it'll be 106 um one my peppers are loving it but two it's like it's it's summer here like Mm -hmm. and and that's saying like in phoenix you don't you get a tiny bit of spring maybe and it's just really comfortable for a while and then when it breaks 100 it doesn't drop below for like yeah five months months, probably Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it'll be well, easily mid-October before it fully drops below. Well, that's the nice thing about having, like, a good pellet grill is that you can yeah. kind of do your baking and all your stuff outside, you know? Like, you can do pretty oh, much yeah. everything outside, and you don't have to keep the oven on in the house, so that's nice. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's super, and, and you can just kind of let it go, luckily with the pellet feds as well, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, it's, I don't, I'd ne- I I really don't. I guess I'm starting to like beer, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because um, I remember like you used to like be like Ugh, beer, no, gross. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is I'm getting into the beer that I hated the most. Um, I'm getting into IPAs, but specifically, it is starting to become not only IPA season in just terms of drinking, but all these companies are releasing their hazy IPAs, yeah, okay, which are definitely my favorite, the unfiltered kind of goodness. Um, so anyway, I. I'm excited for summer in that way, but here, like, let me remind listeners who don't know what it's like to live in Phoenix. Every day you're getting like 110 in the summer, and you can't chill outside. You just crank the AC. When I mean, it's like winter in the Midwest almost, or maybe even like somewhat of Boise winter. You just get in the car, you turn up the heat, and you you might have to shovel. You don't have to do that in Phoenix, but it's just <laughs> you don't chill outside. So. Getting ready, prepping my mind for that. Well, I'll tell Heather you, and I we're we're going on runs here and there, but we don't we're not going to be able to do that for a long time I tell or you, for much longer. Like, it is full um, on amazing here in Boise right now, Cole. We uh, just uh, we just have the thermostat off for the last two weeks almost. Um, uh-huh. It's pretty. Speaking of beers, we have a little tap house that opened up across the street from uh-huh. us, and you can order online and you go and you Ooh. pick them up now. But they also have like food trucks there, so like. It's kind of been our nice. new jam where we'll take the girls for a little bike ride, throw them in the trailer, go grab a couple of beers. Wife gets a cider, and uh, whatever food trucks out there, we'll grab something and come back. And so uh, it's, it's like that's that makes me so jealous. Yeah, and then we just been, that sounds like, like the back doors open all right day now. long, and yeah, it's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Ah, uh, well, anyway, yeah. I'm gonna I'm hitting up Boise this summer. Oh, Prep I can't your mind. Wait. I can't wait. You're gonna love. It. It's gonna be so much fun. I'm so excited for what I do. Alright, so let me get to a few quick notes. Uh, Actually, here's a big note, listeners. Um, I think this is either episode 90... No, I think this is episode 97. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I might be off by one. But we're coming up on our 100th episode. Mm -hmm. And we're we're actually still, Robbie and I, we're not sure uh, what whiskey we're going to have for that episode. But I'm going to put it out to our listeners. No one has to help us out in any way. Uh, but maybe if you're willing and, and want to you know, spice things up for our 100th episode, we'll get so many shout outs, you won't believe it. Um, if anyone has a maybe even a bottled and bond, like 100 proof, 100th episode, you know what I mean? Uh, or something like that, that they'd be willing to share a sample of. Uh, something really classy. Uh, we, we're not going to say yes to everyone that you know throws something our way. We're kind of going to pick and choose uh, which would be the best option for a hundredth. Uh, maybe no one will reach out, and that's totally fine. Uh, but if a few people do, we don't want to just hook onto the first one. Um, I, you know, if anyone's feeling like E. H. Taylor seasoned wood, that's my dream whiskey <laughs> to have as that episode. So if you're feeling that, you want that, you want to take care of us, that'd be great. If you got something else hundred proof, or maybe even just something that's amazing. And you want to share it so we can celebrate our hundredth episode? 
reach out to us either on Instagram, Chill Filtered Podcast, or chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com. And we, we check that. And uh, we'll take care of courier costs. We'll take care of everything. Um, but I really wanted to make this. Oops. Oh, I just like hit my table. Really wanted to make this special. <laughs> um, so that's the only note I had this week. Extra. There's something dry in my throat. <clears throat> I think I, it, I just ate rice. So I think there's something there. <laughs> I don't have the coronavirus. Um, but anyway, that's what I got. And then anything else, Robbie, before we put it to break? Oh, uh, no, I'm ready to drink this whiskey. Let's go to break. Hey, Robbie. Yeah, Cole? You ever want to start your own podcast? I've always wanted to be on a podcast. I would say it's pretty great to start your own podcast, but if you, listeners, want to start your own podcast, I would highly recommend Mortarbox Media. Adam Rosted behind Mortarbox Media will help you with advice, with the technical things, with the editing, and with all those details that you might not be able to handle on your own. I would highly recommend anyone starting a podcast to hit up Mortarbox Media on Instagram. We're back, and uh, I got some history, and I don't think I've mentioned the exact bottle we're drinking yet, but I mentioned it was from Wild Turkey, and I mentioned it was a special edition. The drink we're drinking today, the pour, is Wild Turkey Master's Keep Cornerstone Rye, and before I get into the history, um, can you do a shout-out for that one, Robbie? Absolutely. So this one uh, came from one of my uh, good friends, uh, Aaron Bostrom, and it's kind of funny because he is... Um, we were talking a lot about like what he does well. He uh, he's uh, a friend of my wife's. They uh, are, are his wife and my wife worked together for a while. They went to school together actually before um, we even were like living in Boise and met him up back down here. Nice. But he is like my favorite brewery. The guy makes amazing beer. Uh, he is nice. also like my favorite restaurant. The guy every time he this is one of those people he invites you over and you're like you know you're going to drink well and you know you're going to eat well and. Uh, yeah, he just he smokes some amazing meats. He gets who's he's my go-to for all that kind of advice. Uh, just all-around good guy. So, and the twins love his son. They have a son who's two months older, Ethan, and uh, they're like in love with Ethan. They go to daycare together and stuff like that. So, anyway, yeah, this pour is from my good friend Aaron Bostrom, and uh, it's it's one he shared with me a couple of times before. So, I'm super excited to get into this one. Well, thanks so much, Aaron. And uh, maybe I'll get to meet him one day. Yeah, when you get out here, you have to meet him for sure. He uh, he's always yeah. down for a good pour. So that's great. I'll bring my best when I come up. So all right, so we'll bring it in. Thanks again, Aaron. Um, we'll bring it into some history. So first, I wanted to talk about Wild Turkey Distillery. And so first, we've only had one other Wild Turkey product on the podcast thus far. Uh, that was episode 35, and that was Wild Turkey Long Branch, the Matthew McConaughey Texas whiskey, uh, which it's not Texas whiskey, but it was Texas themed, uh, which I <laughs> looked back and gave it a 4.8 rating, Uh-oh. one of the lowest in chill filtered history. Uh, it, I remember it honestly, like I'm, it, it reminded me of a sweaty rag. That's right. Is what I thought of it. <laughs> so um, I know all their other products are great. Um, it's surprising that we've only done two wild turkey whiskeys now because we're definitely uh, they're they're one of the big thirteen American distilleries. Uh, the only uh, distilleries of those big thirteen we haven't done yet actually is Woodford Reserve, Maker's Mark, and George Dickel. And so we got to check them at, off the list one of these days soon. I'd love to knock them all out uh, just so we could say we hit all the top thirteen. We've hit so many Buffalo Trace or Micros. That it's kind of cool, but yeah, I'd like to knock those off. Uh, It's been a while since episode 35, so I'm going to overlap a little bit of the history with that Long Branch episode uh, concerning Wild Turkey Distillery. Uh, There was a distillery, it it was called the Old Moor Distillery, and that was in Tyrone, Kentucky. In uh, 1891, a guy named Thomas Rippey bought it out and started what uh, he 
began as the uh, Old Hickory Distillery. So it was the same distillery, just took it over. And they would sell their juice, basically, their whiskey, to wholesalers uh, like a company called Austin Nichols. Uh, The legend is that an executive of Austin Nichols uh, took some samples uh, from the barrels that, excuse me, that Austin Nichols had. And they were originally from the old Hickory Distillery and took them on a turkey hunting trip. So, and they were so good and so like well referenced from that trip that they said, we're just going to name the brand um, Wild Turkey. Or yeah, they started the brand and that was in 1942. Um, and in 1971, Austin Nichols bought the distillery and the one they had been, you know, getting all their whiskey from and, uh, which they had bought, uh, at the time it was now at that point called Boulevard Distillery. And then it became the Wild Turkey Distillery in Tyrone, but more so in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky at this point, basically the same city. They're on the border of each other. So Lawrenceburg is where Wild Turkey is not Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, uh, right along the Kentucky River. It's just south of Frankfurt, which is kind of cool. Uh, in 1980, they were bought out by Pernod Ricard. And uh, in 2009, Campari bought them and has ownership of the brands oh. today. So uh, what we're drinking is a part of a cool lineup. And it's a special edition series that Wild Turkey does, and it's called Master's Keep. So, like the Wild Turkey Master's Keep. So, that was kind of meant to be a product that was on the high end, changing style collection, similar to like Parker's Heritage, uh, or even like uh, similar to Colonel E. H. Taylor's special editions. You know, they all have the same name to them, but they're always going to be different every release. So, um, yeah, but they're always going to be high-end, too. They're always going to be, like, quality, luxury products up there. The first release was in 2015. Uh, I actually had a bottle of this in 2015, and it was the 17-year bourbon, which is pretty high age for what you see out of the bourbons. Uh, in 2017, they put out Decades, which combined mixtures of uh, between 10- and 20-year bourbons. And... Then in 2018, there was the Master's Keep Revival, uh, and they took 20-plus-year fill sherry butts, and they like the, the, the sherry butts had been used for 20 years, and then they used them to finish mm. their bourbon. Oh, man, that sounds uh, so like... So I go nuts just, for that. Oh, it would make me go nuts. Yeah. For those sherry That's butts. That's a long time. Yeah. Hashtag and Dr. so that Sherry was like Butts. a twelve to fifteen year. What's that? <laughs> Sherry Butts. I think she's a doctor. Shout out to Sherry. Hey Sherry, come on the podcast. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Share a pour with you. Uh, and then this was the fourth release in 2019, and it's the Masters Keep Cornerstone. And that was a nice voice crack. Cornerstone Rye. <laughs> and so yeah, what we're drinking today is uh, between nine and eleven year old rye. Um, mash bill is 52% rye, 36% corn, 12% malted barley. It's pretty low rye. I mean, the minimum's 51% and it's 52%. Uh, but it's got a high corn content, like 36% corn. So it's going to have some mixture of rye spice, I imagine, and a solid like bourbon-y almost feel to it. Not too much though. Uh, we'll see. Uh, this is released in August of 2019. Wild Turkey said it was their most aged and highest proof rye they've made to date. Higher proof, not the highest proof, but it's 109 proof, so 54.5%. I have a good feeling about this one. Uh, But uh, rarity, I guess, um, not extremely rare. I have seen it on shelves, but I might not be able to see it anymore because it's been almost a year since it was released so you probably won't find too much anymore but i have seen it on like total wine shelves um total wine price is 184.99 um but yeah i have a good feeling about this one what do you say we pop this yeah let's do that so we don't have an official cork pop do we no we don't but we have glug glugs from the 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 bottle yeah he filled these up, man. He, he, that's the thing. He's a he, he's that kind of guy. So Nick, when you're in town, we're, we'll definitely have to hang out with him because he's he's a good whiskey friend for sure. 
Um, speaking were of these wh- his own samples, what's that? Bottles? Were these his own sample bottles? Yep, yep. He hooked it nice. all up. Hooked He's it a all. Pro. He is. So, uh, speaking of good whiskey friends, give a quick shout out to Dramhound who uh, replied on our yeah. on Tuesday. He said, "Hey." He's got this bottle. He'll be drinking it with us. So, Dramhound, cheers. Here we go. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. All right. All right. What are you getting off the nose? So, I've had, I kind of want you to share first because I've had this a couple of times. And uh, I, yeah, you share first. What do you you get? The first note I get is apples, but almost specifically Granny Smith. Okay. It's sharp, but it's got a little sweetness to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but almost a really like, you know how like Granny Smith is tart. It's got yeah, a, like, a little bit of tartness to it, but it's got this like really nice sweetness to it as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big notes I'm getting. I, I get I get the Granny Smith. I get a little bit of apple, but I get I get mint. Are you getting mint at all? Hmm. So I think was it New Riff we had and New Riff I was was it New Riff that we were, I was getting tons of mint off of. I think Maybe. it was. I think it was the new riff. But anyway, this. So when we had that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because I knew we were going to have this one. And I'm like, "This is the one whiskey where I've really gotten mint." And I think with the new riff, I was like, "It would be fun." Like it, to me, it tastes like a mint julep. How I like a mint julep, where it's like not so like it's not all sugar. It's a lot of <laughs> alcohol. And so that's kind of what yeah. I get with this. It's just a lot of mint. Definitely like a tart Granny Smith kind of like an, an apple, but still there's like that sweetness there. Like you kind of get with a mint julep almost, but. Yeah. yeah. No, I got that. Uh, now that you mention it, it brings it out even more. <clears throat> yeah, like that. Because typically in a mint julep, you're going to add simple syrup to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really brings out the sweetness of the bourbon, uh, even though this isn't a bourbon. Um, but it does have a little bit of that menthol, minty sweetness to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I did take a sip. Okay. What do you think? And very pleasant. I love it. Um, trying to catch some notes. Uh, it came pretty complex. Like it was very um, changing right when you sip it. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh man, here's another hit. Here's another hit. And it wasn't like a slow complexity. It was like, man, 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 here, bang, yeah. bang, bang, you know, you're getting all these notes. But I'm going to try to narrow it down. Why don't you talk a little bit and then I'll. So I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's like it's definitely a complex whiskey. Like there's a lot going on there. Um mouthfeel is amazing. Like it's just it's all sounds like, hey, party in your mouth and I just showed up and brought a hundred of my closest friends kind of a thing. Like it is yeah. it is profound in that sense. Um I get and I don't necessarily get a caramel flavor, but I get a caramel kind of a mouthfeel if that makes sense. Where it's it's like that mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's just richness in your mouth. So, yeah, I don't know. You, you pull, um, pull any notes on the palate? So this being mm, just barely over the majority rye and then a decent amount of corn, um, I'm getting little hints of both. It's it's it reminds mm-hmm. me of one of some of the better bourbon rye mixtures that I've had before. Um, I I think it's got a nice candy, not as candy as like uh, Rendezvous. Or uh, what are some of the other candy ryes we've had? Like Lot 40, Cask. Um, but it's got a nice like little bit of candiness, but it mixes well with the bourbon feel that you get out of the corn mm-hmm. or like a feel of bourbon. Yeah, so um, it's a good mix. I mean, it's a great blend of the two mm-hmm. grains. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I got to like focus in on it more though, but I am going to add a little water. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we... Last couple up, I think what we we did. Uh, oh shoot, what was the Mister Sam? Like Mister Sam was. Yeah, we were saying where it was like it's good, but it's not complex. Like it's just this is kind of what it is. This one has the complexity to it where you're gonna want to sit with somebody and be like, oh yeah, like what are you getting this? Like really sit and kind of linger with it. And I feel like, you yeah. know, we got to kind of move the podcast along. Otherwise, I would be, you know, and that's what like would be doing is just like let's just sit for a second, you know, like. Yeah, (laughs) I could see like, you know, you're sitting in your study with your buddy and uh, it's like you just sit and it's quiet and you're just, I mean, like lingering mouthfeel like taste too. It's like there's no bitterness. It just, it's still on my palate after my first sip. It's really, it's, yeah, it's a great complex whiskey. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's never unpleasant. Like it never gets a 
weird taste and everything. It's, 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 even the finish is good. The finish isn't as long as some of the other, like some aged bourbons you might get. Um, but it's still good. Like I, the whole time I wasn't dealing with any weird aftertaste finishes, you know, weird stuff, but I did add a little water and noticed on the nose that it is a little more alcohol vapor with a few drops of small little water, but otherwise about the same, a little bit of that tartness of the granny Smith, a little bit of that mintiness. But yeah, a little more alcohol. I'm getting, I'm getting more vapor with the water too, but it's also, um, a little sweeter, I think. Like a little, it just smells a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and still is yeah. The tartness of the like the Granny Smith is there. There's a, lot, a little bit. I think the menthol has died down a little bit with the water, but still about the same. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for a drink. Yeah. So the slightest, a uh, very similar on the palate. The slightest, almost imperceptible bitterness at the very end of the finish. But then it kind of fades. It like almost bitter, somewhat tiny, tiny, tiny bit bitter. But then it just like I feel like it extended the finish in in a good way. Like it for it sure turns from the mm-hmm. bitterness back to sweetness. Yeah, I never. Really, I never but I'm still getting it longer than the uh, one I sipped okay. earlier. Neat little bit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's a little bit of bitterness there, but it's not. It's not bad. I will say, interestingly, it, like the water didn't make it. It it, it um thinned it out which typically i think water mm-hmm. sometimes thick it makes it feel like it's a little thicker um definitely thinned it yeah, out the mouth for feel, sure. but still good my second sip with with water had a little bit more of the candy okay um but then it has a tiny bit of that bitter still so favorite so far is the neat um just because it didn't excuse me didn't have that bitter um but they're both still good Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah absolutely I, yeah much prefer it not having any bitter than a tiny bit of bitter so far i'm with you the neat by far was better so i, I uh yeah. my bus driver dropped that cube no and you know it's definitely muted like i'm really not getting a little bit of alcohol vapor maybe i don't know i get a little bit of like a latex almost a little medicinal Mm-hmm. I gotta break apart my ice cube. Uh oh. Oh snap. <laughs> we did it. Broke it apart. <laughs> you said that like you went to hit it and you broke apart the mug. Oh snap. <laughs> I don't know my own strength. Oh man. But uh, just so listeners know, uh, do you still do it, Robbie? You take two two glasses? Yeah. So I do. Or, yeah. I do a Glencairn. Yeah, because we've we've switched over to two glasses, one with neat and water, and then the other with just ice, so we don't dilute extra. Yeah. Thanks to some of our listeners' feedback. Yeah, I do the I do a Glencairn for the neat, and then I'll pour mm-hmm. the neat a little bit um, fuller, and then add a little bit of water at the end of yeah. that. And then I just use a rocks glass. Um, not oh, a, nice. I'm not a fan for the rocks. For the yeah, rocks for the rocks. Not a fan of the ice at all, and I'm glad I I didn't use a huge pour because palate or what? In general, I think there's a lot of bitterness there that was not there. That's too bad. The other, yeah, I don't know. Have you sipped it yet? Not yet. Nose wise, like it's it just dropped off a cliff. Like there's just not a lot there that's super appealing. You know? Ooh. Yeah, the bitterness is taking over. Yeah, you especially get that at the mid palate. Yes. But one thing the uh, ice pour, excuse me, uh, has better for it is the mouthfeel. It's kind of a nice honey like, like a warm honey mouthfeel to it. Really? I, it's, I'm not getting that at all. Like, oh, really? It's just to me, it's just everything about it's unappealing. Mm-hmm. This is not meant to be, in my opinion, not meant to be drank. Drank. I agree. Drunk it. Uh. Drink it did with Drank-a-did. ice at all, yeah, yeah. A lot of bitterness. Um, There's not a lot of notes there. A little bit of menthol. Yeah, they kind of all just fall off a cliff. Yeah, or like slam into the bitter wall. <clears throat> yeah, Ooh, I would yeah. say best. Yeah, best pour is neat. 
and very good at neat. Oh my! Uh, I think this is still drinkable. Like I'm looking at the end of my glass right now, thinking like, "Yeah, I'll finish this." Not that I wouldn't, you know. I even finished Mr. Sam when I hated it with the ice the most. Um, But yeah, I will. Yeah, if you if you're in for science, go ahead and put some ice in it. mm -hmm. But just with a tiny amount. That's the last time I'll ever do that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's a funny thing about like us doing this sometimes is like yeah like there's some certain whiskeys i'll never put ice in mm-hmm. now but i'm i was willing to try once yeah yeah and i think it's always a worthy endeavor you know um mm-hmm. yeah hey some whiskeys are amazing with ice and yeah. i never would have known unless i tried absolutely yeah absolutely so, um I- i'm trying to formulate a rating do you have something in mind I do. I think this is super solid, especially neat. It's still really good with water, but neat wise, oh man, I could, uh, man, especially, like I said, kind of like that mint julepy thing where I'm like, this is spring, mid April to mid May kind of a whiskey where I I could just sip all day long after kind of hanging out and grilling and doing stuff and just relaxing or working in the yard. It's really good. Um, price wise it is up there it's a you know yeah um you know if i was taking that into account i think my my score would be lower but just strictly based off the the neat pour and no price in mind i'm gonna go uh 8.45 on it it is solid and really good that's funny um, I had a rating in my mind um, before you started talking about it, okay. or maybe while you first started talking. But it, um, in terms of rise, it is very good. Uh, it's not, not even close to my favorite rise. Um, you know, like Lot Forty or Michter's Ten Rye mm-hmm. or uh, Booker's Rye or stuff like that. Like very, very candy like rise. It's missing a candiness that I would expect out of a big deal um, special edition like this, uh, or at least a grittiness of like really strong rye. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I'd probably take this over Sazerac rye, uh, which you know is something. But I yeah I wouldn't pay a hundred and eighty something for it. Um, so I was gonna go with an eight point four because it didn't make high eight status, but it definitely needs to be in the eight range in my book. So and I give it a. High like it, low love it. So I can respect that. That's good. Yeah. So we're pretty close this time. That makes me feel good. You know that I'm in a a whiskey connoisseur's range like yourself. You know, so that makes yeah, me feel good. I'm in your range, or you're in my range, <laughs> or the other way around. I don't know. Ranginess. So, so Aragorn. So that was a good the whiskey. ranger. Um. Oh, the Texas Ranger. <laughs> Walker. Except for the Kentucky Ranger, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Yeah. You good? Chuck Anything Norris, else? Man. Yeah. Why don't we switch it over to uh, one of our favorites, maybe potentially first favorite, potentially third favorite, who knows, segment of our show, Whiskey World News. <laughs> It's time for Whiskey World News, part of our show where we read an article, talk about it, and uh, see what you think, see what Cole thinks. And uh, in no way, shape, or form do we want to take any sort of ownership over this. Just going to read it from this week from GearPatrol.com, and it's written by Chris Wright. Um, This one kind of caught my eye. I've been thinking, like, yeah, in general, I think whiskeys, you know, we're still kind of, we're definitely in that whiskey boom, so it's harder to find some whiskeys more than others. But this one's looking into the future, and it's titled... Six bourbons you should buy before they become way more expensive. And uh, typically we don't necessarily do, I don't think you guys have really gotten into like lists like this where it's kind of promoting whiskeys brands and stuff like that. I was reading through it and I'm like, eh, it doesn't necessarily feel We've like more of a promotion, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I had a couple where I'm like, yeah, I can see these going up. So anyway, here we go. Dusties, old bottles of whiskey that haven't been in production for years, but still taste delicious or cool as hell. Look into them yourself and you'll quickly see why. Old whiskeys last forever in an unopened bottle. And lots of the old stuff before the bourbon boom really was delicious. 
uh, here is a history lesson in your mouth that usually costs half of what the good stuff does today, and rarer too. Once the last bottle of discontinued whiskey is drunk, it's gone. This might make you start thinking about what other bottles you're going to miss when they're gone, or ones that will become prohibitively expensive and stripped from the shelves. In the bourbon world, whiskey perceived as good quickly becomes too good. People start making noise about some delicious bottle, or Jim Murray writes about it, and suddenly, everybody wants it. Bourbon drinking and fandom rolls on, and every day, one new good bottle creeps towards becoming overhyped, overdrank, the market drained dry of it. It's enough to make you a little anxious, isn't it? It also makes you wonder what good stuff is out there that you can't get that you can get now before the horde buys it all up. Hold on. Little belts there, sorry. Little wild turkey belt. Uh, we asked a trio of <laughs> experts which bottles they're stocking up on before it's too late. Here are all the bottles you'll wish you'd bought ten years from now. Uh the first one is Four Roses. Um when looking for the next big thing, he considers whiskey that had a transition, hence Four Roses, which changed Master Distillers from Jim Rutledge to Brent Elliott in 2015. The whiskey coming out of them is amazing right now, Minnick says. The style is so different than when Rutledge was there. They're both amazing whiskeys. I love differences between the two. I'm not sure what I was talking about the two there. Uh, the next one they list is Woodenville Whiskey. Uh, it's a young distillery based in Washington. State won Craft Whiskey of the Year in 2016 for its straight bourbon whiskey and craft rye. Um, uh, and the next one on the list here is Wilderness Trail. Before they started their own distillery, Shane Baker and Pat Heist were fermentation experts helping Kentucky's bourbon, dist- bourbon distilleries age the good stuff. They started Wilderness Trail in 2012. Their single barrel and small batch bourbons and ryes are delicious in part because they're applied their scientific attention to detail to the distillation process. Next one is Wild Turkey. Several Wild Turkey releases huh. have been under- underappreciated says Blake Ryber, founder of uh, Bourboner Blog and Sealbacks, a spirit curation company. Wild Turkey's 101 Rye had a popular, confusing release. Was it discontinued or wasn't it? That can mean it's going away sometime soon. He also has an eye out for Master's Keep, a 17-year-old bourbon Ayo. handpicked by distiller Eddie Russell. The next one is New Riff. They don't want to be called Craft, but they're certainly not part of the big four. And then after that, just says a slew of craft distillers. So. um from this, I guess what I want to ask you first is from the the first five there that actually named brands. Is there any of those that you're feeling like you should buy up right now before they could become overhyped and hard to get? I would go a little bit more new riff. Um, I remember doing the episode with that, and they're continually aging their products so that every release or every year is a little bit older. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I, th- I want to say it was like three or four years old of their uh, the rye we had, um, but in the future it'll be more than that, and it's usually single barrel barrel strength. I'm pretty sure New Riff so got a hub of a what cool. too, like it was surprisingly yeah. good. No, it was it was very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, and so I would I would lean towards that a little bit towards uh, Four Roses in the fact that Four Roses does a fantastically cool. Um, single barrel barrel proof as well. Uh, like, you know, if you get one of those um, OESQ or OESF or, you know, all those mm-hmm. OBSV or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that that would be something I would get behind in terms of valuation because I think they, each one of those two especially, make it very unique and very rare in that they do single barrel barrel proofs which is really cool yeah no it's funny because i was looking at this article and you know typically i'll dismiss articles like this because it does feel like a little bit more like Mm -hmm. a promotion at times but uh i was kind of behind it because i'm like i'm really like i've been loving for roses lately i've mentioned that on the podcast um been loving wild turkey lately especially the rare breed that's kind of like that's been one of my Mm -hmm. favorites um new riff was amazing when we had it on the show uh, and then like, I really like Woodenville whiskey, like uh, their rye, especially their bourbon's nice. not necessarily my favorite, but, um, my, my brother and sister-in-law, um, live up in Kirkland, which is just outside Woodenville. Um, so we've been drinking nice. that stuff for a while now and, and it's really, it, it is quality stuff. So, um, I don't, have you ever had the, uh, what is it? Wilderness trail. Have you seen that or had that? 
Haven't. I've seen it a few times, but haven't had it yet. Yeah, well, this article, they sold me. This advertisement sold me. I want to see if I can find some of that. <laughs> so. And I guess the other question is, because the last category was uh, a slew of craft distillers. And I just want to ask you, is there a craft distiller that you really appreciate right now that maybe may not be under people's on people's radar? Nothing obvious. Um that I can think of at least some would argue that Willet is a craft distiller. Oh. And I would say if you get a special edition Willet family estate, that's valuable. Okay. So, but that's about it. Some people would argue it's craft. <laughs> it's you. Um, gosh, I mean, I, I, I think I mentioned it before. One of my Northwest favorites right now too is, uh, Oh gosh, I just blanked on it. Uh, trails end. Um, Trails in bourbon. Okay. It's uh, uh, I, I don't think I don't know if they make their own juice though, so I don't know if it qualifies as a craft distiller. But Trails End out of I think Bend, Oregon is like I really like that. Nice. I also like uh, Seattle has Two Bar, which is I think they do a really That's good right. bourbon as well. So I think those would be the two that I I kind of attached myself to. So yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, you know um, I think it's kind of funny because like even I, after I read this article, I was thinking like. I, I go back to like just you know standard Eagle Rare. I'm like, man, like I can't even see. I, like I rarely see it on the shelves here in Boise anymore. Yeah. Which is, you know, so I'm like, okay, like I gotta get ahead of the curve here, and you know what's going to be next. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this should, uh, you know, I think we definitely need to post a couple more, just kind of get you guys' opinions and see what you guys are thinking. Um, would love to hear from listeners on what what bourbons they feel are going to be kind of more coveted and like stock up on now. Cause it's worth it. So anyway, thought that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. No, that is cool. No, I like that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time for one of our other segments, maybe a f- favorite segment of the show. And it's time for what whiskey would you choose? Now I am bringing, and Robbie doesn't know what the uh, scenario is yet, but I am bringing it this week. And this scenario has probably happened Wait to a both minute. of cool, us. Cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, Carp my bad. Before, <laughs> before the horse is here, buddy. Yeah, dude, I'm bringing it hard. Oh, man, you, <laughs> you, you're what? Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, last week, scenario was a uh, big first. Uh, you know, I think the scenario that was posted most was like, it's a big Big, big deal, big first kind of thing, especially like a first yeah. child's wedding. Um, what bottle are you going to choose? Cole went with uh, that you're saving. You're saving you this bottle for the first kid's wedding yeah. kind of a thing. Cole chose Eagle Rare 17. Big surprise, Cole. Really surprised the listeners with that pick. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I went for yeah. Balvenie 1964. Now, in all fairness, I did post this late, so we don't have all. And I posted it this morning. Typically, we get the full twenty-four yeah. hours on it, so we didn't quite get that. But I will say, Balvenie, nineteen sixty-four, one over Eagle Rare by one vote. So yeah, it was close. Yeah, it was a close one. So that is that, and uh, yeah, and then we had a couple couple write-ins. Miles um, yeah. Ferguson, kilted five eighteen, said. Uh, he waited too long, but he wanted to try and get a bottle that was distilled the year his children were born. I'm like, oh gosh, that's a great idea. I got to start looking. I don't think it'd be hard for me to get one for Mara, but for the twins, I might be able to do that. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Some blends uh, or something. Yeah. Then Joel and M09 said something old, if I could find it, something distilled in the 60s or 70s, some sort of a bourbon or scotch. Uh, and then uh, Aklukeri, A C L U C A R I, once Lafroy 25. And Dramhound nice. had one of my favorite responses. He said, one filled with cement so she can clap him over the head when he's out of line. And uh-huh. I just thought of my girls. I'm like, I might need to get the husband one filled with cement to protect himself because my girls are feisty. So anyway. They are feisty. They are They're some, scrappy, those oh, girls. Oh, gosh. That's, that's the best way. I love, love me some feisty girls, and I have a household of them. So. <laughs> anyway, that was last week. Cole, what do you got for us this week? Oh, this is another win for you, Robbie. So, yeah. um, I'm proud of you. <laughs> but anyway, well, you, I Cole. think this is a scenario that both of us have probably dealt with. So word gets out, maybe our wives speak up for us or something like that. Oh, Robbie's really into whiskey. You should talk to him. Like, and so you're like, oh, is someone into whiskey? 
and then you're like, and then they walk up to you, this rando, <laughs> and they say, oh, you like whiskey? And you're like, yeah. You might even mention that you, you know, do a whiskey podcast. Uh, and then they go, I really like Fireball. And you hold it in. Okay. And you don't say anything um, about Fireball. But they go, what would you recommend to me that if I already like Fireball? And, of course, you don't want to recommend some, you know, gimmicky whiskey. What would you recommend a Fireball fan? Ooh. So we've kind of touched on this before. At least I have. Uh, I think, oh, man. So this is tricky. So I would think, like, we had Mr. Sam, and we also had that, and I've had that Lot 40, and I think they both have that cinnamon note super pronounced. And I would want to say that. However, price point. So like your yeah. price point yeah, between gonna that buy and Fireball, yeah. uh, that's a big risk right there. Mm-hmm. So now I gotta think. Um, shoot, I don't know. Where are you going for the Fireball loving fan? Let me think here. Where am I going? Yeah, what are you gonna do? So I thought about this one. You want some cinnamon, but you want it to be legit. You know, you don't want it to be forced into the whiskey. Um, so what came to mind first was will it four year rye? Uh, but then I thought, you know what? Let's bring it back one year because the price point will drop. Let's do will it three year rye? And uh, and if we can get a two year rye, we might do that one too. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the three year because I've seen it more recently. The three year, um, <laughs> it's probably between forty and fifty bucks. Uh, the the three year rye. Not not fireball uh, price point, but if they want to try a legit whiskey with some really great notes of cinnamon, um, I'm gonna go with Willet Three Year Rye. Yeah. Oh, dang it, Cole! You always do this to me. Uh huh. You always. Okay, so first of all, how easy is it to find Willet? Uh, somewhat <laughs> hard. <laughs> so that right there. Okay, you may recommend that to that person. I am not because like they're not gonna be able to find it. So I think what, they might if they're in Arizona, they have a good chance. Actually, really? Yeah. Uh, okay, I can't find it. Um. Okay, so you're going Willet. What you? What, what? What Willet? You doing? Three year rye. Three year. Okay. <laughs> no, this is gonna be a first for me, and this is a little outside Ooh. the box. <laughs> but I'm gonna go old granddad and a fire jolly rancher. That's what I'm gonna give them. Hey, I don't or like know. a red hot or something. All right, yeah. Actually, no. I'm gonna give them an atomic fireball. Mm-hmm. An old granddad. That's what I'm giving them because this is stupid. I like that. Yeah, I don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Like when someone says they like whiskey and they like fireball, I think I don't know. I would say that. Yeah, I like. I appreciate fireball, but it's not a whiskey. But and we we have that conversation, yeah. and then I think. It's tricky, you know. I think one of the fun things about whiskey is getting people into it, you know. And I think that's one thing you yeah. do with me, and I'm envious of it because I'm like, oh man, like Cole got to kind of develop my my um, my love for it in a sense, and got to see it grow. And, be, and he would, you know, I, gosh, I mean, the first couple of times he came here when he really was into it, and he would just bring sample bottles like galore, and we would do, you know, a couple samples. Of, a day and he'd be like like, Mm -hmm. what are you getting Robbie and I'd be like this he's like yeah you get that and like I'm like all of a sudden like you know you gotta cultivate it so I think it's one of those like getting someone into whiskey is is a cultivation process I think so yeah yeah it's tricky to just go straight from fireball to something but if I yeah so I'm gonna go old granddad and an atomic fireball Uh, but if it was easier to find I probably would steer them towards like lot 40 or I think it was that uh or Mr. Sam, but I'll probably go, I'll, I would say Lot 40, but I'm for fun's sake, I'm going to go Old Granddad and Atomic Fireball. So I like that. That's that. Well, it could be also, like, even Old Granddad could be valuable in just the the amount of flavor that's there. Uh, instead of just saying, we're looking only for cinnamon, maybe the person that likes Fireball is like, I want to get into non-gimmicky whiskey, where can I get that kind of layer of flavor for from? Well, so, I think it's got that like punch. Granddad would it's be got good a little bit that. of a punch to it. It can have, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, and then they got a little red hot to keep in their back pocket. And I will you know? say, but I will say this. I guess we're, you know, 
discrediting fireball drinkers in general because I think a fireball drinker likes a whiskey burn. Like they like an alcohol kind of yeah. burn. They like alcohol. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, or that's an, it's an interesting question though. It really is. And I can't wait. You know, like, please people get, let us know what you're thinking. Too, yeah, Cause I'm, I'm curious cause it's kind of got me stumped. I, I mean, you can go to a lot of different directions with it. So I um, really could. would love to hear what whiskey you guys would choose for this scenario. So we'll put it out there and I'd love to hear back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what people are going to say. So, but anyway, um, I guess that's what whiskey would you choose for the week? Any other uh, remaining thoughts, Robbie? Let's see how we're doing on time. We just broke an hour. We're just about there. Yeah. Well, we did a yeah. little. Well, little, with little, the editing, we'll see. <laughs> with our mess ups on our reading. There was only one this time. <laughs> I got to say, hey, guys, last thing before we close out here, I got to tell you. Last week, I commented on how Cole is not great just randomly talking off the cuff kind of a thing. He uh, did a little a little uh, commercial read here and it nailed it the second try, which I was a little disappointed. Second try. Second, yeah, I was disappointed because I love it cracks me up when Cole <laughs> stumbles just over. Just keeps his- going. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Uh, no, a good episode. It's uh, a lot of fun. You know what, Nicole? I hope you get your computer here soon. Me too. I hope that uh, your girls love their new bed. Oh, I hope they stay in it too. And I hope you find the perfect pellet uh, grill for yourself, Cole. I hope so too. But listeners, I also hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.